0: Running Up the Score. You're listening to the Running Up the Score podcast. Now, here's your hosts, Jerry Napoleonello and Kevin Donlin.
1: All right. Welcome back to another episode of Running Up the Score. I'm Jerry Napoleonello, and yes, Kevin is back in the building. We got him back. Kevin Donlin is here. In the flesh. Yes, finally. This has been... God, this has been a while. You know, this is... uh, Like I said last week, we've had a lot of things going on. A lot of great things going on in both of our lives. Um, You know, between work and just, you know, housing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, uh, I bought a house. I got married. You know, Kevin didn't get married, but bought a house too, so... Yep. It's big. You know, it's big. We got a lot of things going on. So we apologize for not being able to get some shows down. A lot of housework to be yeah, getting done. Yeah, I know. Trust me. Tell me about it. I was actually, <laughs> before you got here today, I was painting a wall. Oh, so, wow, boy. Yeah. So it was. I, uh, I it's, something when I came in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's uh, an everyday, every week thing. You know, something new always pops up. Doing doorknobs yesterday. You know, cabinet doorknobs, so it's... it's Always fun. Yeah, oh, yeah. But, um, so we're a week through the NFL season. Week two starts today. Well, it started on Thursday, but it's week two Sunday. We're doing it actually the day of the games. This is something that we've never done before. Never. Not Ever. once. But that's um, what happens when you have no traffic on Sundays. Yeah. It's very, very quick to exactly. get over here. I mean, this is the first time that we're actually together doing a show in a long time in a really long time I yeah, mean I this got the
0: is... tour I got I walked in this morning I got the tour of the house <laughs> yeah. I got everything when I came <laughs> in so <And> now <laughs> you our first know, you show gotta, in a long time so
1: uh, you know seeing the dog for the first time in a
0: while absolutely it was crazy he wasn't that energetic to see no, I'm kidding he was <laughs> yeah. absolutely really energetic and it's uh it was, it was good to see everybody and uh it's good to be back. yeah
1: absolutely so let's get right into it you know uh week one was an interesting one um, it was a lot of fun. Obviously, getting football back is fun in itself, but also having fans in the stands, seeing the difference in, you know, just the, the TV work because, I, I mean, now you're actually hearing real fans other than, you know, a soundtrack of fans. Mm-hmm. And, you and know, so do the players, and that always oh, makes yeah. a big difference in the game. It's, it's definitely effective. Um, we're finally going to see that home field advantage again, you know, something that we didn't see last year. Uh, only for a couple of teams had, you know, some fans, but, you know, now every team has full, full capacity. So that right there, and you'll, you'll hear it from the players, the coaches, every, they love to see it, it's a you know, difference maker. yeah. And, and just media as a, as a whole, you know, they they're feeling the same way, you know, having fans in the stands makes all the difference. And, um, you know, I, We saw a couple of teams that were head-scratching. We saw a couple of teams that were, you know, surprising that they even won week one. I mean, I think the biggest surprise going into week one, well, coming out of week one, I think we can all agree with, was the Green Bay Packers. That was a game that we thought they were going to win, first off. But also, losing in the fashion that they did to Jameis Winston, losing 38-3, to that was unreal, to see I, – I don't – actually, I don't know what was more surprising, seeing Jameis Winston throw five touchdown passes or Aaron Rodgers getting benched in the third quarter.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, honestly, I think it was a combined of both efforts on the Green Bay Packers. I mean, you know, Aaron Rodgers uh – uh Obviously, you hear it all week on ESPN about uh, questioning whether uh, the, you know, the efforts there and talking about retirement and certain analysts coming out and saying that if you're already talking about retirement, that you already are retired. And now you got that debate going on. But I'm going to ignore that going into week two, to be honest. I mean, I think that's just one of those games. They happen to everyone. Um, felt like a lot of teams came out flat. Um, last week. They weren't the only one. They were probably by far the worst, but I mean, a close second probably would be Tennessee as well. I mean, yeah. a lot of disappointments in week one. But when it comes to the Green Bay Packers, I think the defensive side of the ball, um, you know, missing Zadarius Smith, and not to mention that, uh, you know, you had this Green Bay team going for it on fourth down in like a terrible situation. They weren't able to convert. Um, I understand they're used to converting all the time, but it yeah. led to that game being a yeah. lot, you know, farther out of reach than uh, a lot of people expected. I mean, going forward, I think it was like their own 25 yard line yeah, at that point. And, you know, they just missed a short pass to Devontae Adams, which is always almost like a guarantee with him. This guy's caught 15 passes in games before. Uh, but when it comes to Green Bay, mostly I'm not really worried. I mean, missing Zadarius Smith on the defense is always a big loss, but I don't blame the defense at all. They were in terrible situations all day long. Aaron Rodgers threw terrible picks over and over. Uh, threw one deep one that uh, I don't think anyone's even seen before, including uh, the gentleman that does uh, the red zone. Yeah. Um. You know, he even you know was quite surprised as he uh, showed it. Um. It was uh. It was an interesting game there, but I think Green Bay right there just came out really, really flat. I don't think they had it going. Um, missing Bakhtiari is always a big loss, a very low key big loss. I think you, as a Dallas fan, can understand losing a tackle in a game oh, could be yeah. a big difference maker. And uh,
1: well, I mean, they, I think they had three new starters on that offensive line, and then you're also missing, you know, your more seasoned, you know, your best offensive lineman. The guy
0: that anchors the whole thing together. I mean, there's always communication on the offensive line. I think everyone who knows football knows it to that extent. And when you have your You know, your leader of your offensive line, the one that communicates the uh, blocking assignments and, uh, you know, which man to pick up. Clearly, you know, as a Jet fan, you know that that, you know, that was missing big time. And I don't think they have anyone like that doing that. (laughs) And even for the Cowboys, you know, getting him back today uh, in Martin, it's going to be a big difference. And uh, you'll see the Cowboys, uh, you know, their offense looked pretty decent to begin with. I mean, Tampa Bay's. Off, uh, defensive line is just—it's uh, probably one of the scariest things in the world. Uh, they're just—they're just substituting yeah. big guy after big guy out, and uh, that. And was the Cowboys kind of
1: held them in check, though. No, absolutely. Uh, but you know, the, to Dak wasn't really hit as much. He started to get hit towards the end of the of game, course, but it was throwing it every down. But it was also, you know, he was basically standing in there, like he, he wasn't, you know, getting rid of the ball quick. He—he was—he was standing in there waiting, and and he was able to get. You know, pretty perfect passes. I mean, I don't think anybody, I don't think anybody thought that Dak was gonna look the way he did. Mm-hmm. Uh, does it surprise me though? Absolutely not. Yeah. But back to that game with the the Saints and the the Packers. I mean, you're talking about the defense. Jameis Winston did throw five touchdowns but he only had 148 yards. He passive. didn't need to have the so yards it, because they just kept putting James yeah.
0: Winston in a very like – if you look at the average field position for, you know, the New Orleans Saints in that game, I mean it was it wasn't even yeah. they were by far probably had the best one of the day of oh, any yeah. team. So, uh you put it on Green Bay at that point, um not supposed to be going for at fourth down there. Games aren't over. You play four quarters for a reason. You had your best player taken out by the third quarter cuz all the chances you took in the first half. Um I put that on the coach. Uh, yeah. the coaching is a big reason why it was 38 to 3 as opposed to a uh, <laughs> even if it was 28-7 Or anything like that, even a realistic score. Um, But I put that on the coaching. Um, They really need to clean that up there. And obviously, uh, you know, I think this might have been something that maybe Aaron Rodgers could have, you know, seen going in that uh, this is not as structured as uh, one would hope. And a big reason probably why he wants out.
1: Yeah. um, I do see him being out after the season. I agree. Uh, And
0: honestly, we've talked about this off the air. Devontae Adams, too. I mean,
1: that's. You If you get rid of both, of, or if you lose both of them for nothing, th- that team is decimated. Yeah, I and mean, for nothing is
0: a big problem. Yeah, uh, that's exactly. where you need to really, uh, you know, as management, especially as the season continues. I mean, we'll see what we get out of Green Bay today. I mean, but unfortunately. They're actually uh,
1: playing Monday night. but... Oh, tomorrow.
0: I'm sorry. My apologies. Yeah, they Detroit, um, actually, right? They're yeah. at home, though. So. And
1: I, listen, I I did not take. It was a road game. Yeah, like Don't I. Don't forget
0: I, that. Fans are back, road game. Exactly. Not, not always and fun, not easy.
1: I mean, I did take Green Bay in my suicide pool, so that right there should tell you, you know, how I feel about Green Bay going ahead. But, um, you know, a team. So, a game that was actually really good. It was one of the four thirty games. It was that that Kansas City Cleveland game. Now, my question to you is, what do you take out of that game? Do you take that Cleveland is a very good team, or do you take that it's just Kansas City? You know, kind of playing down to their, you know, their competition earlier in the game and then, you know, kicked it into, you know, the new gear towards the the end of the third and fourth quarter, you know, because for me, I think Cleveland's a decent team.
0: No, I agree. I think on both sides of the ball, they're very effective. I think on the defensive line, having those two studs on both ends always makes it very difficult. But, you know, Mahomes is Mahomes. And uh, there's a game plan for it. I think in the first half, they really tried to keep that pocket closed for him so that he wouldn't be able to escape because that's where he's most dangerous. We all know this. And um, I think they did a great job early on, and then obviously you know Tyree kill you know this guy gets separation no matter what. That was a huge play because they were down by ten at that point, or I, I think know. you know multiple scores they were down. I'm not sure if it was ten or not, but they they were down multiple scores, and they needed to score quick. Yeah. in the fourth, and they were able to get it. Uh you know, because of Tyreek Hill. obviously Kelsey continues to be a dominant player. Um, the defensive side of Kansas city, uh, was probably the most disappointing. Um, yeah. I, and I'm not, and I honestly, it's not even a discredit to their defense at the same time, because I know Cleveland's offense is very, very, very well structured. Um, they run the ball real well. and when you run the ball real well, I don't care who is under center. You have plenty of time to make this work, uh, make this happen. And I think Baker Mayfield did a great job at managing that game. I, you know, I don't put that loss on Baker Mayfield whatsoever. Uh, The running game was there. Uh, He did whatever he could out of the passing game based on how good the running game was playing. Cleveland's going to win games. I mean, they're playing Houston today. That won't even be a close game. Um, You know, I could be wrong. I mean, the NFL is the NFL. I almost watched the Jets beat Kansas City last year. So (laughs) that's how I know the NFL is the NFL. But, you know, in my eyes, Cleveland being at home, I don't really care what the spread is. I think you just take the minus the point. I think they're going to have a nice blowout today because Houston's a good team. They showed something. Tyrod Taylor looked good. He looked really good. Uh, But that Cleveland defense is no joke either. I think they got better all around. Uh, You're going to see Cleveland on top of that division. I mean, uh, Pittsburgh might still be there. The Ravens might still be there and be relevant, but Ravens lost a very uh, heartbreaking loss in the first uh, game but they're of the season. You're losing guys left and right. I oh, mean, no, 100%. He, he the he Raiders, partners, uh, Raiders low key were a good team in that game as yeah. well. But, you know, as you, you know, going back uh, to Cleveland, um, that was a very, very crazy and exciting game. Uh, good choice by the NFL to be a primetime game for the four o'clock games. Uh, But unfortunately, I think what it comes down to, it's a learning experience for that Cleveland team. I mean, they know that they got a good team over there, but obviously that's the cream of the crop with the Kansas City Chiefs. And that's who you're going to end up seeing, you know, towards the end of the season, if you do end up getting there. And uh, I think it was a good test for Cleveland. And I think, uh, you know, I thought they did a great job, honestly. I thought their game plan was as perfect as you can make it. Um, It's just, you know, at times Patrick Mahomes could just be unstoppable. and. You know, unfortunately, the one thing I just got to hold on that defensive side. Yeah, I mean, you can't give up the big play. You know, yeah. you can't give up the big play to Tyreek Hill. I know Tyreek Hill is super talented, but you got to be aware of that man and uh, prevent anything from happening. You know, got to tackle better, get this man down, and they just they weren't able to do it. It's a big play for him, and Kansas City took that momentum and dominated oh, yeah, the fourth. Ran with
1: it. Um, so when we we look at you know you were talking about that uh, Houston game, Cleveland, it's a minus thirteen. In yeah. favor of Cleveland. So. Yeah, no.
0: And, and honestly, I've talked to people and they've, uh, they mentioned even Houston being with the points. Just a lot of points to have for an NFL game. Cause yeah. like you said, I mean, you know, in week one alone, we had <clears throat> eight games that were within one score of each other. Yeah. So, uh, understanding to keep, you know, going with the points in that situation. But, uh, I think Cleveland, uh, is out for blood in this game. I think they'll have no problem running the football. Um, and when, you have, when you're able to run the football as effective, you're keeping the other team's offense off the field. And, you know, it could be Tyrod Taylor. It could be Patrick Mahomes. It doesn't matter. You want to keep another, the opposing team's offense oh, off the yeah. field, and you want to be the control of the clock. So I think you'll see that a lot with Green Bay. I mean, with uh, Cleveland today, I don't think there should be a concern at all about that one. Um, they should win that game by multiple scores. And, I mean, I said the same thing uh You know, Houston shocked me last week as well, so they're no slouch either. Uh, Still, a lot to predict here. Um, A lot of young guys on that Houston team, uh, and a very, uh, very close. Mine. I mean, thirteen is probably the perfect number. I think. uh, Yeah. I think Vegas knows what they're doing with that one. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. But I, you know, you know, Cleveland in that game seems like a very, very uh, solid pick. I think, uh, especially with the way you know, it was a heartbreaking loss week one.
1: Yeah, definitely. Um, so you know just going into some of these games uh you know we're looking at the one the one game that I kind of want to look at right now not because it's going to be a good game but I want to know what your opinion is because I have a feeling we're going to see a rookie quarterback taking over at some point this week today today oh. and I think that's going to be Justin Fields uh I said this from the beginning I I didn't think you know cuz Andy Dalton's their quarterback all right, and I said this last week. I've seen plenty of Andy Dalton. He's not going to win you games, not when you don't have you know a, a a great team around you. It's interesting
0: to see what that spread started at. Yeah. Um. You look at Chicago; they're taking on the Cincinnati Bengals. Andy Dalton takes on his old team, which is uh, even more important yeah. uh, and actually really awesome to look at. This, that should be a good game with a good uh a little bit of drama in the middle yeah. of it. Um. You know, when it comes to Andy Dalton, I'm pretty sure he's, you know, you're going to try and see the best game you're going to get out of him. And obviously, like what you said, uh, based on how he performs, you know, we call it his best. But I mean, I could put quotations on that. <laughs> you don't know how good they're going to come out and play. Um, unfortunately, last week, from what you saw in the Chicago, you know, they took on the Rams last week. Uh Obviously, Jalen Ramsey's an uh, an incredible player that uh, put Allen Robinson in check, and you know you take Allen Robinson out of that Chicago offense, and uh, I think even Andy Dalton was lost on where to go from there. I think it's a big difference uh, today taking on the Cincinnati Bengals, who have already shown uh, you know that they can easily be passed on. Um, it's really going to be up to Andy Dalton right now, whether or not he stays in this game or not. Um, I can't believe that spread started at minus four for oh, yeah, Chicago. Um, that was really shocking. Uh, I wish I honestly would have just. Put something in earlier in the yeah. week at that point, <laughs> um, but the spread's already down to one and a half. Makes sense, actually, a little shocking still that Chicago's still the favorite. But Chicago clearly has the better defense. Yeah. Um, you know, I do know that Khalil Mack is bothered by an injury right now, so that also puts that defense in question. Uh, and obviously, they need Khalil Mack to be 100% to be at as effective a defense as people predicted. So um, when it comes to that, hopefully Justin Fields uh, makes that appearance, but it's really going to be on all, all on Andy Dalton. And honestly, this is the game where you expect to get the best out of Andy Dalton facing his old team. Yeah. And if he's not able to do it, uh, especially in the first half, yeah, there's no doubt in my mind you'll be seeing Justin Fields because at that point you lose all hope.
1: Yeah, I mean, um, I I could see Cincinnati winning this game. I mean, Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase, the, now... You know, Joe Burrow has that deep threat that he always, you know, was supposed to have, but because of injuries, he didn't have it. Um, but now he's got Jamar Chase, and Jamar Chase had a good week one. I, I the The issue here is going to be, will he have enough time? to throw deep to Jamar Chase. And I think he should, especially if Khalil Mack's going to be bothered. See, that's the question. How is this guy
0: feeling right now? That's really your basis on your bet this week, to be honest. It's based on whether or not you think Khalil. Khalil Mack's going to give you the Khalil Mack as last
1: week. Yeah.
0: He's going to come out full force this week because he is a much different player at 100%.
1: Absolutely. So uh, another team that was in question to see how good they were going to be. And in week one... They showed that this team could be very, very dangerous now. That's the Los Angeles Rams. Uh, Adding Matthew Stafford may have just given this team exactly what they needed. They've always had a good team. They've always had a good defense. I I mean, that's, that's the crazy thing when you look at this team is that they were still making the playoffs. They made the playoffs last year with Jared Goff. And now you're adding Matthew Stafford... Who is a lot better of a quarterback than Jared Goff is, and to see Matthew Stafford in a different kind of offense, rolling out movement, everything like that, it's it's actually fun to see with, with Matt Matthew Stafford because you know it was always all right. I'm gonna just drop back and throw deep to Calvin Johnson. That was that was that was the offense for the Detroit Lions, cool. and he never he was never other than Calvin Johnson. He wasn't given anything. Else. Well, he was never given a great team. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, and, there's it's just not, nothing. And, I, and I'm
0: not talking about even the offensive side of the ball. I think Detroit has made some good offenses over the years. I mean, I felt like they went and got guys that they could help you know, move the ball. And he did a great job, Stafford, the years he was in there. But that defense every year has been a joke. Yep. I don't know how else to put it to anyone. I mean, the Detroit defense has always been the one that disappoints us, playing games against Kirk Cousins in the fourth quarter, Aaron Rodgers in the fourth quarter, Drew Brees. I I watch comeback after comeback. I mean, I watch football every Thanksgiving. I see what the Detroit defense does. (laughs) I play fantasy football every year. I know what team I want as my matchup. You know, as my place. opponent for my players, and it's <laughs> the Detroit Lions. It always has been a known fact. Uh, so that's really not on Matt Stafford at all. Matt Stafford's always been a really good player, and he always put that team in the best situation yeah. to win. Um, but when it comes to the Rams now, you got a defense on the other side of the ball uh, that you could trust, so therefore you don't have to put so much trust into Matt Stafford. And let me tell you, as a quarterback in the NFL, it takes pressure off your shoulders. You don't oh, yeah. want all the pressure on a team. I'll tell you, at that point, because then you know if the game is won, it's on you. If the game is lost, it's on you. And that should never be the way for the quarterback. This is a, this is a. They they play a lot of guys on those rosters. They put a lot of guys on those rosters for a reason. And they yeah. play a lot of different players. Each player has a role on a team, and they can make a big difference. I mean, you know, we talk about how good the Rams are, both sides of the ball. They got a matchup against the Colts this week. Um, the Colts obviously are getting actually back a, a key offensive lineman in Eric Fisher. Um, that's something they really need. Um, This isn't a a guarantee for the Rams this week. This is going to be a tough matchup because the Colts... I think the Colts are low-key a really, really good team. I think they have a lot of weapons. The wide receivers yeah. right now are uh, a couple of them are bothered by injury that could slow them down a little bit. But when it comes to that running game, they have a lot of backs there that can make it work. Uh, and especially if your offensive line works, so like and it makes and it slows down guys like uh, you know Aaron Donald if you're getting the ball moving on the running game. Yeah. So it really depends on how Indianapolis comes out this week. But uh, you know that's why you're seeing only a spread of three Again, for the Rams. A lot of people are probably looking at that spread going, why is it only why, yeah. three? But uh, you know the Colts got a couple of key guys back. To the Colts, so no slouchers on defense either. Uh, I still give the edge there to the Rams, um, but you know, uh, there's no guarantee. I mean, when you have Jalen Ramsey guarding someone like uh, uh, who's that? Zachary Pascal, yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah, of course you want you know you want Pascal to be involved, but that's not the that's not a He's must not defend be, player. Yeah, that, exactly. It's basically almost like a waste of Jalen Ramsey. The Indianapolis Colts well, going to have to get creative and find different ways to move the football, and they'll have a shot in this game. But the Rams right now, easy favorite, uh, probably my pick to go with that one.
1: That's uh that's also interesting uh because now Jalen Ramsey is in a different defense because mm-hmm. now he's not shadowing one guy he's they're moving him around the whole field and well week one he was, a, yeah, he was solely on Al yeah. Robinson but he's that much of a good time but he, even then he was still he was still moving around and what he was saying was he you know he even said it himself he's like you know I I like this because I'm not getting bored. Because now it's, you know, teams, I mean, you saw it you know, being a Jets fan. Revis, nobody ever really threw to that side. You know, so, it, you know, Jalen Ramsey was like, listen, you know. And they did the with, same
0: thing with Revis. They yeah. actually ended up starting to move. Like move they, him. They, they kept them solely to the number one wide receivers for a while. But if we ever took on the New England Patriots, I saw Revis guarding Gronkowski. I mean, yeah, that's exactly. how it works. Yeah. You have to find a way to match up against, you know, and make sure you have favorable matchups on your defense. Yeah. Uh, And I think the Rams are going to do a great job with that. So I think it should make a difference. I think right now the Colts' wide receiver core is going to be so weak today. It's going to be very, very tough for them to move the football. Uh, so, I mean, the Rams are my pick, to be honest. Uh, the Colts are no slouches in this game. There's a reason why that spreads only three. This is the NFL. This is in college. Um, these guys are professionals. They all know how to play this game the right way. Um, it's going to be who doesn't make the mistakes. But, yeah. uh, you know, I'm more leaned on the Rams uh, playing a more solid game, especially the running game, passing game, the whole works. The Colts can
1: run the ball in this game.
0: They got a shot. Yeah. That's really what it comes down to. Yeah,
1: absolutely. So, you know, we basically we got into a little bit of, of week one. But now, you know, kind of like – Looking at some of these teams that left the week one 0 and one, is there any playoff team from last year that you're little you're you're worried about that went zero and one? I'll be honest, not one. I know
0: there are a couple. I think like the Washington Redskins, right?
1: Well, you had you had the Washington football team. You oh, had, I'm sorry. You're right. Yeah, My yeah. apologies. I'm sorry. <laughs> I shouldn't even have said that word too at this point. Um, uh, you had. You had uh, the Chicago Bears start at and one You had the Green Bay Packers start 0-1. You had the Bills start 0-1. The Tennessee Titans start 0-1. Cleveland Browns start 0-1. And I think the
0: Titans are the one I'm most worried about. Um, I think yeah. that was really disappointing at what had gone on. In Arizona, I'll be honest, they were my biggest shocker, and they're going to be a great team this year. I think I had them even in our rankings as one of the yeah. top teams. Uh, I expect them to be uh, up there with the Rams yeah. and the 49ers and uh they're going to be a real that's a really tough division and, and Seattle being in there it's a really really tough division it's oh, not man. even a close second I'll be honest or and not. uh but Arizona is going to be ready I mean they have you know Chandler Jones looked unstoppable yeah and then you look at you know so like I will give credit to the Arizona Cardinals for what they did to the Tennessee Titans yeah. but at the same time uh Tennessee not being able to run the football was very alarming. I mean, I know That, that Henry was ended, what I was Henry ended up, you know, having a decent day by the end's day, but like, you know, you, you he just struggled. You, you were really out yeah. of your running game right off the bat. And the reason why the you know the Tennessee Titans are so good is because you have to bring extra help to get someone like Henry contained. Yep. And when that extra help comes in, you got to open, wide open middle of the field. A.J. Brown's able to do whatever he wants. Julio Jones would be able to do whatever he wants. But unfortunately, you have to be able to effectively run the football in order for that to happen. Now, do they have a shot in Seattle to get that done today? Absolutely. Again, you're looking at another spread. Big that change start- in the spread. Yeah, absolutely. It started at three, but now it's gone down and, and – I mean, all the way up, you know, for Seattle going all the way up to like close to six now, even six and a half in some areas, but... You know, in that point, uh, you know, I don't think Tennessee is no slouch. Again, it's the same thing as no, like, the Green Bay Packers. Mean- but I would be worried if I were them because this is a tough matchup going right to Seattle. Tennessee knew they needed to get that win week yeah. one against Arizona. Unfortunately for them, Kyle Murray was just unbelievable in that game, uh, escaping pressure and just did a great job overall. Uh, Tennessee's defense worries me a lot. I think Seattle's going to be able to do whatever they want today. To be honest, I think that's yeah. a big reason why that spread continues to go up. Uh, six and a half is a lot of points right now. I would have preferred it at three and a half like the opening. Yep. Uh, but I think, uh, you know, it's really up to Tennessee right now. Um, this is a tough place to get a win, and if they can find a way to win, my worries are gone. But yeah. right now, if they start the season 0-2, uh, you could say goodbye to Tennessee potentially making the playoffs at this rate.
1: Yeah, it, it's scary for Tennessee, you know, just maybe. because they of their week. It might be one of those Seattle things
0: where they finish 7-9 and nine yeah. and make the playoffs. That division is going to be so weak. We just talked about one of the strongest divisions in football, probably down to probably one of the weakest ones, yeah. you know, where you got Houston, Indianapolis, Tennessee, and uh, – Jacksonville. I mean, yeah. that is not an. That's not a tough division. I mean, there's a chance to end up with a seven nine record yeah, and make the playoffs because I don't know if any of these teams are going to be really quite dominant.
1: Yeah. And you know I expected the Titans to be very good this year. I mean, you add a guy like Julio Jones, which I mean, we spoke about this yesterday. But you lose
0: somebody like Clowney, that's the problem. And exactly. I feel like the defensive side of the ball for Tennessee is just going to bring everything down. Yeah. You you can only be patient and run the football with Derrick Henry when your defense when you can trust your defense. Exactly. Yeah. Or else you're going to have to go to that passing game. I'm going to tell you right now, you know, Patrick Mahomes or Russell Wilson steps in, you know, to your field and. Gets a big pass on you right off the bat. Yep. Now, as your offense coming on the field, you can't trust your defense yeah. at this point. It's like, wow, they're already getting beat again today. Exactly. They were beat last week. Uh, you know, now, now, what's your offensive game plan? Do you still go with Henry even yep. after down fourteen nothing? That's the problem with Tennessee. You know, Tennessee with their defense last year, they were pretty good. I mean, yeah. you know, Clowney made a big difference for them. That's why I'm a big fan of. Uh, you know, Cleveland, obviously them adding Clowney was a big deal for them. Yeah, him I mean, and, uh, just uh, Garrett just, exactly. really just makes them a big time defense. But going back to Tennessee again, this is why this is another worry. Uh, when you're not getting enough pressure, there's no helping your team at that point. Your no. defense is vulnerable. Yeah. And, you know, secondary is a very, very difficult spot to play when the team, when the quarterback, the opposing quarterback is, uh, you know, got all day to do whatever he wants.
1: Yeah. So, you know, going into that, you know, obviously we see this every year you know what team starts 2 and 0 what their percentages to make the playoffs mm-hmm. what team starts 1 and 1 what's their percentages 0 and 2 what's their percentages so it's different this year so i'm gonna, i'm still going to give you the percentages because that's the way to do it but it's different because we have that extra game you know everybody seems to forget it's a 17 week well it's a 17 game season now mm-hmm. so that extra game could be a difference it could be a huge difference maker because i mean you got to look at some of these teams that end up missing the playoffs on the last week of the, the season now you have an extra game you have an extra game to get to that point but starting 2 and 0 making the playoffs your percentage is 62.7 winning the division is 40.8 and winning the super bowl is 7.5 then you look at 1 and 1 it's 41.6 to make the playoffs 23.8 to win the division 2% to win the Super Bowl and then Owen 2 is 11.6% to make the playoffs 5.8 to win the division and 1.2 to win uh the Super Bowl.
0: Yeah, that 11% is brutal. That's yeah. you know, that's like one in every 10 times. That's that's a that's a yeah. tough percentage to get by. Um so Owen 2 is really just imperative uh you know, you talked about the team that uh wor- you know, that worried me the most. I want to know what team
1: are you least worried about that started Owen 1? Least worried about. That. I kind of have two teams. And I I feel like as the, you know, if we're talking about playoff teams from last year. Yeah, that's what I mean. It's the Packers and the Bills. I mean. I was a big fan. Uh, The Bills was my choice there as well. You know, I I feel as though with the Packers, mainly because of Aaron Rodgers. You're not going to see the Aaron Rodgers that you saw in week one. Uh, It's just not going to happen. But when it comes to the Bills, the Bills are a, very, very good team, but up and down. Like, it's not it's not just, you know, one side of... The, their, their defense is good. Their offense is good. So, and I mean, it's also, you know, sucks to say this, you know, but it's the division that they're playing in too. You know, they're playing in the AFC East when you have, a, a you know, two teams in the division that are starting, you know, rookies. Mm-hmm. So, I think Buffalo... Starting 0-1 is just a hiccup. Uh, I mean, you look at, they're playing I Miami that, today, which is it, it's, it's a division game, but they should win that game. It's going to be
0: tough. Uh, I know that Miami, you know, their defense is low-key, a very, very good yeah. defense. Their secondary is actually really, really good. They got some good guys that can cover. Yeah. Uh, Buffalo, I'm really confused as to what happened in that game. I feel uh, like another too. big problem with Buffalo is that they can't run the football. Yeah. It's always been a big issue. I mean, you had this guy Singletary out there all last week. You know, he did decent, uh, but he definitely could have performed better and got that offense to be in better situations. You know, I'm not even talking about in a fantasy football perspective. I want to talk about, I need a running back that's going to get me four or five yards every down, or three or four yards every I need second down and threes. I need third down and threes, third down and ones. I can't be having third down and eights, third down and nines. When a defense knows you're going to throw the football, defense becomes quite easy to do. Yeah. Because you go right after you know who you're going after. Yeah. You don't have to worry about a running back at that point because you haven't been affected with it all day, and they know it just as much as you know it. So I think for Buffalo, I think they became too pass heavy too early, and uh, it's really what it dug them in the grave at yeah. that point. Uh, Pittsburgh, you know, obviously has a great pass rush. TJ Watt uh, highlighting that whole situation. Um, that secondary in Pittsburgh one of the best. Uh, That was a tough matchup. And, you know, I credit Pittsburgh the whole way. That defense is the team that won it. I don't even think Pittsburgh's offense really looked that great as well. But again, Buffalo's defense is really well, too. That was a really good game, low key. I actually watched the replay of it for a while, uh, for about a quarter and a half. Very good game to watch, but a lot of bad situations for both teams. And again, when you, you know, third down and eight, third down and nine, good luck out there. I don't care who you are, you could be Tom Brady yourself. Tom Brady will be the first to tell you that is not the situation he wants his team to ever be in at any moment of the season.
1: Yeah, I when, I I actually watched a lot of that game, and what I fo- when I saw like from Pittsburgh, it's it's, and I I've said this for like the last three years, it's all on Ben Roethlisberger. If Ben Roth like I mean, the guy looks, uh, he looks so much older than he actually is on the field, and I mean, the stuff the stuff that made him, what he was is not there anymore. No, his feet. He don't, he, he doesn't have, yeah. he
0: extended plays and he made it hurt uh, and unfortunately watching that happen, it, it hurt hurts me. It hurts everyone. I mean, <laughs> yeah. it, hurt, it definitely hurts Pittsburgh fans 100%. <laughs> they know what they used to have in yeah. him and you know, it's not, and I'm not even going to discredit him at all because he's always been a great player and honestly, he really is a Hall of Famer in my eyes, Super Bowl winner. Yeah. Uh you know he got drafted not even close you know what i mean like he was uh later in the first round kind of a draft pick but let me tell you yeah. he proved it uh he proved it right away Pittsburgh made the you know the right choice picking that man um you know and they you know even for them today i mean uh
1: i uh, yeah i was just looking at that line for them to be favored by 6 in most books other than FanDuel but i mean that
0: I don't like that at all. I don't either. Uh, I think Las Vegas showed me something last week. Uh, the guy Max Crosby was an incredible, incredible yeah. talent, a big difference maker for that Vegas team. I look at Max Crosby and I just see J.J. Watt from yeah, 10 years yeah. ago. I just see a guy that is unblockable right now on the end. And even the guy Nazar as well, he was very, very good on both sides. I think they, you know, uh, Las Vegas, what out of every team in the entire NFL last week, I think they were the team that showed me, the most um I think Derek Carr was what we expected from him he's a you know he's a mediocre quarterback in this league I mean I don't know how else to put it he's not the greatest quarterback in the league he's a great game manager but if you have a defense that could be effective with a quarterback like that that's smart of a quarterback granted obviously it wasn't too smart at the end of the game the interception late yeah. but he is a smarter player than that and I think that's more on Gruden calling a pass there than on uh the quarterback uh making that throw hitting it off a helmet I mean that's just bad luck at that point obviously but uh You know, you're not supposed to throw in that situation. You go, you get the field goal. But again, that's Vegas not trusting their defense against uh, Lamar Jackson. And then all of a sudden they ended up turning the ball over, and Lamar Jackson turned it over right over again because that defensive line went after him and forced another fumble. That was two fumbles or maybe three fumbles they might have forced from Lamar Jackson, which is uncanny, but – that's how good they were. And I'll credit all day long. I won't sit there and put the discredit to Lamar Jackson. I'm like, oh, Lamar Jackson's got to protect the ball. Yeah, but Lamar Jackson has shown me he's an efficient player. Uh, I think it was more of a surprise on how good Vegas was. Uh, I think the six points today is way too much. Um, I think you even got a chance at a money line hitter there. Um, <sighs> you really do. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Sure. You know Pittsburgh. We'll see what they could do on offense, but I mean, you you got Ben Roethlisberger that can't move. You got two players that are just vicious on the outside on that D line. I don't care who's defending in the secondary yeah. at that point. It's the same situation you had the Giants a couple of years ago. That D line was so good. You know their their corners looked like the greatest corners in the world. They didn't but have to
1: defend long. That was the thing with even put you any talk corners the in the
0: Oakland uh, jersey right now.
1: Yeah, when you, when you Vegas, talk about say. that. <laughs> yeah, that Giants uh, that Giants team that had the the solid off uh, defensive line. Everybody thought that their secondary was unbelievable. Oh, this guy, this guy. Yeah. Then all of a sudden, that pass rush goes away, and now they're, they're vulnerable. Yep,
0: and that's exactly so, that's every team doing that right now yeah. at this point. So it's, you know, unfortunately, uh, I think that's what you got in the Vegas Raiders. I don't know if uh, their secondary is going to be able to quite defend every single one of the receivers that Pittsburgh has yeah. to offer. So this isn't no lock of a game at all. I'm saying if you want to go out and give yourself a chance on any kind of a money line today, uh, that doesn't seem like a bad bet. Um, I don't think, you know... I think the points is definitely a good bet as well. Obviously, uh, I think six is a lot for that. I think that game should have probably been about three, three and a half, maybe four. It opened at five and a half, went up to six. People are not liking Vegas. Um, But I saw a lot from Vegas last week. I mean, unless Max Crosby completely disappears or gets hurt, I can't see how he doesn't get at least one sack today of Ben Roethlisberger. So especially with that offensive line being as weak as it is for Pittsburgh, they lost a lot of guys over there. Uh, This is a pretty decent offense. Money line for me. I think that I'm probably going to go with something like that myself. I definitely took them in, su- you know, in pools and stuff—not suicide pools, but you know, spread <laughs> yeah. pools, stuff like that. Um, but I like Vegas today. Uh, I know they're in Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh is not an easy place to play. Uh, you know, the Raiders did win their game at home, but they paced a very, very tough offense. With uh, Lamar Jackson, especially when the run, you know, the quarterback can go out yeah. and run. Uh, it's very tough to get a pass rush, and they were still able to get to him despite him being who he is. And you literally go from Lamar Jackson to Ben Roethlisberger; you're literally got night and day with that. Yeah. So you're looking at a quarterback that's barely going to be mobile today. Uh, a lot easier to sack. I think uh, Vegas does a good job defensively here and shocks uh, a lot of people.
1: Yeah, I mean it, it. It is shocking the way this this line is. I mean, maybe because they're going across country. I I really don't. I don't know. Yeah, absolutely what the it has to be is. a part of it. 100 yeah.
0: percent has to be a fact that they went across country. Uh, Pittsburgh's a good team. They beat a really good Bills team. So don't discredit yeah. Pittsburgh.
1: And I mean, like you also got to think of all right, that's a one o'clock game on the East Coast, so that's a three hour difference from their, you know, home field. So it's there's a lot that plays into this line. And I think that has a lot to do with it. Um, but I, I, you know, the biggest thing is getting pressure on Ben Roethlisberger. He will commit turnovers. If you get pressure on him, he will commit turnovers. He's not going anywhere. Nobody, my grandmother could could you know hunt him down and, and tackle him because that's how slow he is. But not here nor there. I, I do, I, I like what you were saying about this line. I, you know, I would money line. I think. Would be a good way to go too. It's with a this risk, case. obviously. It, it absolutely
0: is a risk with the spread. I'm pretty but, sure the Vegas, and I actually have them as my. Uh, that's going as my, that's my lock of yeah. the week this week is the Vegas plus the points.
1: Yeah. So, you know, just going over these teams, that you know, when you look at the Baltimore Ravens. Are you know we are, we're not as worried. I, I feel as though I mean I'm worried just because of the injuries, and they've had significant injuries. You know, you lose Marcus Peters, who's your best secondary player. You lose both your running backs, so that's an issue. And you know, and it's not you know, the oh, they're out were, for a couple the of weeks. The were there. there. They were, but it's not. It's not as though they're out for a couple of weeks. They're out for the season. So this is a team. You this know, what and I even with. I even saw that. I don't know how true it was. I saw there was a little bit of a rumbling that. The Ravens contacted the Giants about Saquon Barkley. Oh wow! And I, you know, listen. They're I ready to win. They know the lanes yeah, are there. I feel exactly. like
0: that guy Tyson Williams. Yeah, uh, obviously, uh, low key. Um, between you and me, fantasy owners, uh, there's no doubt in my mind. This man took a a strange hit. In that first week, and people were wondering where, probably where he was towards the end of that game. I know you saw a lot of Latavius Murray, but uh, I'm pretty sure Tyson Williams took a big hit at some point in that game. And he was kind of knocked up a little bit. Yeah. Again, they probably been monitoring monitoring that all week. It's a big reason why you're hearing uh, reports out of Baltimore saying that they're going to roll with the hot hand. Yeah. That's uh, Baltimore's way of saying I think Tyson Williams might still be dealing with a little bit, maybe of like a concussion situation yeah. or something, because he did take a big hit. He did not return to that game. Um, I know because I was playing him in a uh, fantasy matchup, and I was grateful he didn't end up coming back because I would have lost, no doubt in my mind. Uh, But when it comes to Baltimore, the lanes are there. So that spread today you're looking at, you see they're taking on the Kansas City Chiefs. They are home. It's their home opener. Uh, Kansas City uh, starting the season pretty brutal. Uh, You know, a couple of, you know, tough matchups to start the season but uh, you know the spread starting at two and a half, obviously gone up to like four at that point. I think the lanes are going to be there for Baltimore. I don't care who played running back for them. So yeah. I'm pretty sure the, uh, this game will be a lot closer than a lot of people expect. Obviously, Kansas City being who they are, there's a big reason why to like them a lot. Um, but and you know the spread going up, a lot of people thinking the uh, three, you know, two and a half was ridiculous for it to open at, but. Uh, it's sitting well, at four seems about right. I think Baltimore is going to be able to control this game a lot. I think they're going to be able to keep the offense of Kansas City off the field. And a lot of teams, that's just been the mindset the whole time against Kansas City. Keep that offense and Patrick Mahomes off the field. It's Baltimore's number ta- yeah. number one task today. They're probably going to use multiple backs trying to do this. Uh, and obviously Lamar Jackson. It's, it's going to be an interesting game. It's probably going to be a lot of points scored in
1: this game. The difference maker for Kansas City is getting Tyron Matthew back. You know, ha- not having him last week. Was an issue, and you saw it, you know, with the way Cleveland played on offense. Well, they were
0: able to run the ball, they were everything. And and Baltimore, I expect to do the very same thing today. It's whether or not Kansas City's offense is just going to be able to continue to be the way they are. And I think that's going to be the story with Kansas City all year. You're going to see a team that's going to struggle on defense a lot, and the offense is going to have to be able to pick it up, especially in a limited time, because a lot of teams are going to be able to run the ball on them. Cleveland ran it really well, yeah, no doubt. And Baltimore ran it real well last week against a, a Raiders team who showed a good pass rush, but they, again they were uh, very questionable against the
1: run. So let's get into the two uh, New York teams before we get out of here. Do we have to? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we'll we'll save we'll save the Jets for last. How about that? <laughs> well, that's where they're ending up. So, so let's yeah. go. <laughs> so let's get into the Giants. All right. So Giants had uh, their Week Two game already. We'll get into that in a second. Week one, they end up losing. The Giants, when it comes to the Giants, all right, I'm always going to say this, and we had the draft show that year, okay? And I laughed. It was actually in the intro of our show for a very long time. I laughed when they took Daniel Jones. I laughed. But I also laughed when they took Saquon Barkley because you're looking in a draft. That had a guy like Josh Allen. They had a chance to draft Josh Allen. Yet, they take Saquon Barkley because it was the sexy pick. But you had nothing else around him. Having a running back is only going to be good for you if you have other things around you. Of
0: course. I'm a Jet fan. You could put Saquon Barkley in a Jet uniform right now and the same problems would be going on right now.
1: Because you're looking at a team that they're not worried about the quarterback. Even you know, I'll be honest, that guy Andrew Thomas that they drafted,
0: whew, Pro Football Focus put him a really really high, he's actually playing really well. He's actually from week from uh year 1, his rookie year to this year, it's been night and day. So that's a good upgrade. <laughs> I don't know. But
1: I don't know if you're being serious or not. No, 100%. <laughs> no,
0: if no, you looked up his Pro I Football mean, Focus, he's he's one of the best. Yeah. I mean... He's been playing very, very... A lot better than he did last year. Yeah. Last year was a really bad year for him. This year has been a lot There's different.
1: There's people that are worried about him, though. I they, can understand, it, it, but he... They're
0: worried. He's... he's, he's you want Becton? <laughs> so, can't stay well, healthy, so...
1: Yeah, but that... Becton's a better lineman than Andrew Thomas is. It's just Becton can't stay healthy.
0: For more than three uh, plays.
1: Yeah. So, <laughs> that's another thing. You know, when you're... You need an offensive line. And now, especially after Thursday's uh, Thursday's game... Well, Daniel Jones gave them the best chance to win that game. He actually played
0: very, very well. It's just, you know, the defensive side that was supposed to be really, really good for the Giants. I mean, that drive with the two plays and they went, what, 80 yards? Yeah, I mean... Defense, what are we doing here? I I would be very upset at that standpoint because I think there was a higher pedestal for their defense as as opposed to their offense. They weren't expecting a great, great offense, but they were expecting a very good defense, and they spent the money to have that great defense. Unfortunately, the ends and the tackles for the D-tackles for the New York Giants isn't getting that pressure, but that's secondary is probably one of the best in the league. That guy Bradbury made a great play on that ball. The Giants had every reason to win that game. And unfortunately... Well, uh,
1: getting into that. Why critique
0: the judge, Joe Judge? This is insane what's going on with him.
1: So, for me, all right, and, and I mean, for Giant fans too, with the Giants hiring Jason Garrett, head scratcher. I mean, the Dallas Cowboys had... So now the Giants play the Dallas Cowboys two times a year. Okay, Jason Garrett has been a part of the Dallas Cowboys organization and coached them for a very long time, for almost 11 years, 12 years, or whatever it was. He was in the organization for longer. You know what his offense is. His offense is very vanilla. You're going to get it, hand the ball off, hand the ball off, throw shorter than (laughs) the sticks, punt it. That's just the way they are. That's the way his offense is, and it annoyed the crap out of me when he was with the Cowboys. And you know what? I'm starting to laugh at it because he's with the Giants. The play has been on uh, You been quite intercept the ball, okay? You intercept the ball by the 30 yard line, and you come out with three points and a three and out to seal the game. You could One Bradbury's, first down. Bradbury's One interception. First down. Yep. Could have sealed the game. Yep. And One it should have down. sealed the game. One first down. So we'll talk. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. So, you know, I, I laugh because, you know what? You hired a guy that you've seen over and over again. So it's not like, you know what? Now it's on you. Now it's on, you know, the upper guys. For Gettleman is just, I, I, I don't see him lasting. I don't know when they're going to get rid of him. Yeah, this could be a midseason thing. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised. Because you know what, they haven't drafted well in a very long time. Their their hiring process is just horrendous. You know, everybody thought that you know, and don't get me wrong, Joe Judge could end up being a very good coach. Who knows? But I I
0: I strongly disagree. And you know me, I'm not one of those that's ever really been a giant heater. I'm not going to sit there and heat on anything the New York Giants are going to do. But unfortunately, when it comes to the New York Giants and this man's. Attitude towards the game. I, hey, I'm all about the energy and yeah. get your guys fired up. But you need to balance this out. I mean, I watched him on the sidelines saying very clear, explicit—you know, Explosives yeah. at that point. You know, and you know, to the referees and yeah. your players see you doing that. And you know, again, there's a debate there. It's like, oh yeah, he's fighting for us. He's fighting. Yeah. All right, coach, calm down. You know that yeah. that was a penalty. I yeah. mean, I'm watching on television. <laughs> I see that was a penalty. Yeah. I don't know what you're complaining about. I don't know what. And I'm not even talking about the offside That's not yeah. what. I, that's not even yeah. the play. Yeah, I know. And that was another thing. I mean, you got your players so, you know, riled up. And, and at tense, some point, too. you need, intense, that's that's yeah. probably the best word to use. There's a there's a balance in that day. You need to yeah. calm it down. I mean, Robert Sal is a very intense individual, but he's on the sideline. He'll have intense moments. But yeah. he, at the most part, he is a very settled man, and you need to have the balance. I'm watching this guy just going nuts the whole day, taking his microphone off aggressively, yeah. just flipping out at, at everything, and it's like, calm down. Yep. I mean, your players are all grown men. These aren't children that you're coaching and you think you're going to rile them up. They're grown men going, why is this grown man acting like this right now? Calm down. Yeah, And that's the biggest issue with Joe Judge. You need to have a calm edge to this. There's a balance. No one's saying don't be energetic. I'm not saying don't take that out of your playbook. Yeah. Bring it. It gets your co- players really – but now you got guys like Lawrence who are so revved up. That's a horrible – Horrible penalty, and horrible penalties do not go on players, especially first round players. It goes on the coaching staff. Yeah, I mean, what did you have in this guy's ear? Would you expect him to block that field goal? It's a 48 yarder, Joe. Come on, man. You know, at that point, you need to trust whether or not a kicker can make a kick like that. That's a tough kick. Yep. 40, and then all of a sudden now it's a 43 yarder, and they nearly missed that one too. I know. There was no business though. The Giants had no business between what you're saying, the three and out. I mean, that's on Judge, too. I mean, yeah. everyone wants to talk about Garrett. Garrett don't take over the offense. Yeah. And if he is taking over the offense, that's another thing on Joe Judge. Yeah. Again, I mean, could he end up being a good coach? I don't know. Right now, he's got a lot to learn because I'm seeing nonsense on yeah. some, every single week from this no, guy. That's
1: true. I, I mean, I, I'm 110%. Stop worrying about the tense
0: moments and worrying about the referees. Why don't you yeah. worry
1: about your players
0: not committing penalties?
1: Yeah. You should be
0: getting at them right now.
1: Yeah, I mean, listen, I, you saw a lot of – Good out of Daniel Jones that that was the the plus out of this coming on the Giants side of this, uh, but losing to a guy that's got three that that was his third NFL start, it it's head scratching and, and you know for a team that you know everybody felt could be up there in the NFC East because the NFC East is not great, I, I just don't see it I, I don't see it I I honestly see, honest, I
0: see Washington Dallas Philly Giants that's I, you what, know what I see.
1: With Washington...
0: Even you with know, the backup quarterback, that defense is just at another level. But I'm gonna be honest, are. the Dallas <clears> defense <throat> no slouch. Philly's no slouch. It's going to be a very interesting uh, season. And honestly, I thought the Giants' defense was no slouch either. I'll be honest, fantasy football, the number one division I was staying out of was that one. Yeah, I felt like the four best defenses that you would have matchups against all year long were in sitting in that division right there, and I didn't want any part of it. Yeah, I didn't want any part of Zeke Elliott or, or Barkley on the basis that it's not a thing against the player. It's about the defenses they're going up against. Yep. Going up against that Washington defense is not fun. Philly. Not fun. Dallas, not fun. Yeah. Giants, not fun. I, I'm I, I. was a big fan of staying out of that division altogether. But when it comes to Judge, I feel like the Giants right now are 0 2. I think it's uh, both games are absolutely on the coaching staff. Oh, yeah. You could not have gotten a better game out of Daniel Jones. And you talk about that one holding. And granted, don't get me wrong. I don't think that was a correct call on that big one yeah. that uh, Daniel Jones has. You still got the ball in the red zone. Oh, I know. Make this happen. Yep. You're, you're supposed to be this good. You think if Patrick you got... Mahomes, you think if Patty Mahomes had that holding call? You think their fans of Kansas City be worried about them missing that call? <laughs> no, They'd be like, "No, cuz he probably ended up scoring on the last drive." <laughs> yep. Again, this is like that's the mindset you need to have, especially with Jones having the game he's having, let the kid go out there and do what he can best. Uh you can blame Gary for that, I'll blame Joe I'm going to yeah. blame Judge to the very end about it. I mean, don't get me wrong. I mean, jo- he's part of jo- Judge's staff. Everything falls on Joe Judge. Yeah. You know, and at that point, uh, you got to have your team in a uh, better situation. You couldn't have been in a better situation to win that game uh, well, on Thursday night, uh, and I unfortunately, mean, they ended up. and now they're 0-2. and two. Altogether, I blame them both on him. they
1: were in a, a good position between the first two weeks because the rest of their, I mean, the next like six games are not easy games for no, the of Giants, not. especially for the Giants at least. You know, this was these two games were the games that, you know. At least Giant fans felt like going into it, they, they could come out with wins. Mm-hmm. Now, you're looking at it. This is not, it's not an easy schedule for, for the Giants the rest of the way. Because you know what? The A- NFC East is playing the AFC, what is it? It's, um, The West, right? Yeah, K- Kansas City's in the West. Yes, the AFC West. Yeah. So, we're, we have the AFC West. So you're you're playing Chargers, the Chargers. You're playing the Raiders. the Raiders. You're playing the Kansas City Chiefs. These games, and also they're not easy teams. We just playing, talked about
0: the Raiders, and honestly, we didn't even mention yeah. the Chargers today. They played a great game against yeah. Washington Week One. That was a great game. That was not a tough. Uh, that was not an easy task at all to beat the Washington Redskins, yeah. in and the, the early going, and it was in Washington. A great yeah. win for the Chargers. There, you know, they got a chance to start zero 2 as
1: well. And also the NFC East is playing the NFC South. So that's. Tampa Bay, (laughs) you know, like, so it's not, you know, it's not an easy schedule for the Giants. It's not an easy schedule for any of the NFC East teams. But if you're looking at the schedule out of those teams, the Cowboys have the easiest schedule.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, they play the Cowboys this week. The Chargers. That's
1: going to be a tough yes, game for the yeah, Chargers uh, for the for both teams. For, for both teams, I, yeah. I think it's going to be a game that's going to be a very high scoring game. Yeah, I agree. You know, especially with the injuries and COVID and everything mm-hmm. with the uh, the Cowboys. Uh, their defense is decimated. I, I mean, even they lost their defensive line tack, uh, uh, coach to an injury in practice. So it's just it, it's like it's a constant thing with the Cowboys. Dak is gonna have to do, have a game that he did against Tampa Bay. Zeke is gonna have to have a better game than he did in Tampa Bay. Um, you know, for everybody that I think thought Zach
0: that's, Martin will make a big difference. A it's gonna difference, be whether or not yeah. the defense can hold off but you uh, know what? Herbert.
1: Connor Mcgovern had a decent game. Yeah. You know, in but you want the captain. But you yeah, you want Zach Martin. You, you don't want, want you,
0: like Connor Mcgovern could be a good offensive lineman without having to worry about the other little yeah. assignments for uh, like. It's different being an offensive lineman and worrying about assignments for other players on yes. the team. You shouldn't have to be worried about You should be worried about your own assignment make it happen. Exactly. But, you know, Zach Martin brings that in. Obviously, guy, uh, he's
1: just you know, he's...
0: Well, we went from, you know, your boys now to my boys, and yeah. it's so great to end with this. Um, yes. Unfortunately, uh, I made the statement to a lot of people uh, last year at about 102 four in the afternoon I found out in week one that the Jets were going to be garbage uh, but now this year it was about like a quarter to two that I realized like okay we're going to be garbage but I didn't I was a big fan the one thing I'll take from the game was I was a huge fan of what Zach Wilson was able to do uh, there was a low key moment in that game especially towards the end where he took about 550 pounds worth of weight on top of him but he got up he made back to back throws including one for a touchdown I was very very impressed with that um He was getting chased around all day long. The protection scheme was garbage. I think that should have been one thing Salah should have been working on this entire week of football, especially with a matchup against Bill Belichick on its way. So I'm really, uh, I did like what I saw from Zach Wilson, though. Uh, Elijah Moore missed an easy catch. Uh, You know, but I felt like there were times where the play was broken down awfully Uh, For Zach Wilson right off the bat, and he was able to uh, find a way to, you know, not really make a play, but find a way to limit the damage. I mean, there was a time he rolled out to the right, and I mean, as soon as he looked downfield, there was a guy within three yards of him on the other squad, uh, defensive end of some sort, so... Uh I, really, I put it on the uh, coaching staff, honestly, for that loss being as bad as it was. I mean, I think the Jets had every opportunity to try to find a way to win that game. I think Sam Darnold, you know, he showed us what he usually is with Carolina. You know, he's a, a solid player, but, you know, he will turn the ball over at times. Big turnovers as well. Um, so when it comes to uh, the Jets, you know, again, a, a bad loss. I think it was a game that was definitely winnable for them. But unfortunately, uh, you know, I think the rest of this team, aside from Zach Wilson... Was was really just not ready up to par, especially the protection scheme. I think the offensive line guys like Vera Tucker and even Beckton before he went out. I mean, the, the you guys got to have this more settled down, especially in the running game. Every running play was two yards. Uh, you were looking at third down and sixes minimum for uh, Zach Wilson. It's not easy to perform when you got situations like that nonstop. Again, like I said, you can ask any quarterback in the NFL; they'll tell you the same.
1: Yeah. So what I saw from the Jets is basically what you saw, you know, with Sam Darnold. I, I mean. There's nothing around Zach Wilson, and you know what the jets are gonna it's gonna be the same thing every year if they don't get any help and you know what i I was listening to um I think it might have been Orlovsky um on the radio the other day and just basically talking about what you were you were basically talking about just the blocking schemes you know he was like you know you're you're good with a rookie. You know doing you know kind of rolling out and stuff like that, getting them on the move, you're fine with that, but when you have you know so there's the two different rollouts you have a naked you have a like a naked rollout and you have a bootleg naked means that there's no blocking on the other side that everybody flows to one side, you roll out to the opposite side nobody's there to block, but it's mainly supposed to be whether the whole the defense rolls to that side with the offensive line. So the naked could be, you know, beneficial if you have the players around him. The bootleg is... Probably more for Zach Wilson. It's I think where you—they you need leg. to move that pocket. Yeah, I think they, so, got, they
0: got to be creative today. I mean, this is where it comes down to like when you watch the Jets today take on New England. I mean, obviously the spread being you know six, and it's something similar yeah. to uh, that spread that went along with uh, you know it started at three and a half and it's gone yeah. all the way up to six. Something similar to Seattle, uh, but you got to move that pocket. You got yeah. to let this get. Obviously, what Zach Wilson showed is that he could throw a ball on the run. Absolutely, you know, and unfortunately, uh, when you have a talent like that, very few players can do it. Now, every quarterback does it. Yeah. A lot of these throws are god awful throws, yeah. uh, you know. And we'll see what happens with Zach Wilson as he continues to try to do this. But for the Jets, that's got to be the mindset. If they're going to have pressure to the left coming, you need to roll that pocket to the right and get an opportunity yeah. to have plenty of time for this kid to find a way to make a play downfield.
1: Listen, this is a this is a winnable game for the Jets. You know, the Patriots. Yes, rookie quarterback no, for them too. Exactly. There's no, you know, no more Tom Brady, so it's, you know, this is this is a winnable game for for the Jets. They're home. It's the, you know, the the home opener for them. Finally having fans in the stands. This is a game that the Jets have to win. I, and I feel like it, you know, just to have that 1-0 in the division, it would be huge. So, for me I feel as though the Jet, this is a winnable game for the Jets. Do I like the uh, the line? Not so much. But I, I just feel like this is a game that the Jets should come out. You should see the best out of Zach Wilson.
0: Best out of Robert Sala. I mean, exactly. Robert Sala had a lot to learn after one week. So I'm, I'm guessing, you know, yeah. he, I'm hoping throughout the week they worked on this uh, because this was a disaster. I mean, we talked about in the preseason how we had a hard time stopping Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. And it looked like. It wasn't that hard the other day, so you know it's gonna be really, uh, it's gonna be interesting to see what happens today. You got a rookie quarterback, you got to force Mac Jones to make mistakes, uh, and we'll see what they're able to come up with.
1: Yeah. So before we get out of here, what do you expect out of Week Two?
0: Week Two, I do expect Buffalo to climb back, get themselves back in the winning ways. Um, Green Bay in the same boat. Um, I believe that Kansas City-Baltimore game to be a lot closer than people expected. Chargers-Dallas, very, very similar. Uh, Tennessee has a lot to show me, but I'm, I'm leaning towards Seattle. Uh, Tampa Bay has an easy matchup against Atlanta. They better take care of business. Um, that's, that's probably going to be an like a unwatchable game. It's not even going to be fun. Uh, Arizona's going to continue to prove. I think they're uh, one of my locks of the week as well. Uh, Minnesota's a good team overall, but you know I don't think there's any stopping Colin Murray. I really think he's that special. And yeah. I think he's going to be a big difference maker. He's what Everyone in Miami expected Tua to be. Yeah. Uh, And unfortunately, that's not the way it's working so far for Miami. Miami's got an interesting matchup today. I feel like, uh, you know, Tua is going to be the thing that slows him down against a team like Buffalo. I do like Buffalo this week. Like I said, the Rams, we talked about this. The Colts, you know, obviously with their running game. But um, I just do expect a lot of these uh, 0 1 teams that we, we were struggling with. And I honestly, like I said, the one biggest thing I'm expecting is the Vegas Raiders to go 2-0 yeah. and really start shocking the world because I think they're going to be a very, very effective team this year and a very big threat in that AFC West.
1: Absolutely. Uh, I'm expecting basically the same, but the biggest thing that I'm expecting is all the 4 o'clock games to be Solid games. Yep. You're not gonna want to take your eyes off Except of the screen. Day, I mean, I think that's gonna that, be game be one day, that Yeah, that's, that's gonna, gonna be a watch. Be but, uh, but but Tampa the
0: might put a lot of exciting plays out there. to Yeah, make it. yeah, exactly.
1: <laughs> so you know, Baltimore, Kansas City is gonna be a very good game. I feel as though Baltimore has a lot to prove coming off of that loss last week. I think that game's gonna be great. The four o'clock game's gonna be great. Um, I'm expecting San Francisco to beat Philly. If they don't. I'm going to be very upset. <laughs> but um but yeah, that I mean, let's uh let's hope for another good week yeah, of football. Uh but that will do it for running up the score, Kevin being back, the team being back in the studio together, together again, <laughs> you know, after this, yeah.
0: you know, uh what was it, you know, yeah, online I mean, podcast everything. and being in different places not the same yeah. at all.
1: So um we will uh put out our picks uh, on Instagram and Twitter. Be on the lookout for those. We'll be out uh, momentarily. But I uh, hope everybody enjoys the games. Uh, let's do it. That is it. I'm Jerry. I'm Kevin. B breezy. Be breezy.
0: And it is all over. You've been listening to Running Up the Score. We run up the score on sports radio.